it is, ladies and gents. Never made it as a wise man. The only voice I can usually make. We got a good show for you guys today. Words, lyrics, marketing. This is how you remind me. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Bros! <laughs> to drop some heat. All right, all you business pros out there, before we jump into the show, just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, drop a review, help other like-minded business owners find value from our awesome guests while we rise up in those podcast rankings. We'll sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it. And if you want to be a guest on the show, we'd love to have you on to learn from you as well. Go to www.businessbros.biz, schedule your time slot, don't forget to follow us on all our social medias at Business Bros Pod. All right, everybody, we're so excited and honored to bring yet another incredible guest to the Business Bros Pod. Today's guest is the number one expert in copywriting for entrepreneurs. Why? Because of her unique formula, which she calls your content DNA. Now, just as no two people have the same fingerprints, your business has its own DNA, its own code, and you need someone like our guest to help you figure out what it is and how to capitalize on it. It's content that adds value to your business and builds customer trust so you can earn the highest rates. It's content that you need to build your personal brand that serves you for decades. It's content that makes you stand out above your competitors, and content is your biggest asset. Tune in today to learn how our guest went from being a serial entrepreneur to that number one expert in copywriting and why you must fully control the process of your content, even if you outsource it. Joining us today from Right With White, all the way from St. Petersburg, where it's 2 o'clock in the morning, the mean marketer herself. Welcome to the show, Margo White! Boom! Party time! Margo, 2 a.m. It's like you were already in the club and you've been in there the whole time. Thank you for coming on the show. Woohoo! Well, it's better than the club. I mean, hanging out with you guys. So, I mean, I, I quit my, uh, you know, evening tonight just to join you. Oh, so nice. Let's, let's make it like in the club, you know, just, just a little more useful and without all the hangovers and stuff. Yes, yes. Here, a little bit of club scene for you. All right, Margo, let's uh, let's jump into this thing. So content marketing, let's let's kind of define what it is first. So, you know, why did you get into it and what is content marketing? Mm. Uh, well, I, I figured that content marketing is the only thing that matters in 21st century because you can basically build business by drag and drop now. Um, I mean, if it's online business, if it's uh, not physical something, you can basically build a company in like a couple of days. But uh, content uh, and how you establish your dialogue with your prospects and customers is the only thing basically that defines your individuality. and 
which is the best, probably the best ever investment into your brand, into your development, into the next decade, right? So um, I just figured that uh, many professions and many specialties will just vanish in the next decade, but no one can outsource talking I to totally- people. I totally agree with you on where it's going, right? Uh, you have to create content because first and foremost, you have to grab attention, right? And nobody's yeah. going to know you exist in business if they if you can't grab attention. But that means that oftentimes you have to either start to do learn a little editing. You need to have an idea of storyboarding, maybe what you want to actually create as far as content is concerned. For the smaller business, it means that you actually have to get behind the camera or get behind the audio to start creating pieces of content. Most people just run. That's it, right? Like they don't want to, they don't want to be a part of that. What do you say to those? Because everybody needs to advertise. Everybody needs to market if they're in business. How do you get them started? Mm. Well, Heron, you are in real estate business, right? So you know that there are lots of people in real estate and some of them are not that good. So um, business in 21st century is basically about passing the BS factor, uh, the BS barrier with your prospect first. Because uh, if you don't do that, if your prospects don't get you as a real deal, and don't you don't grab their attention in the first place nothing will happen i mean whatever your design is yeah exactly right whatever your picture is wherever your design is if you're not the real deal i'm sorry but you're off the market so um the thing is that many companies are trying to copy the successful examples on the market without realizing that uh, those guys have been there for 5, 10, 15 years. They develop their audience. They develop their style. And if you're just copying someone like Tony Robbins, for example, you're not going to be the second Tony Robbins. You're going to be a fraud who is copying Tony Robbins, right? So um, at the same time, there's no thing like me except me. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, at the same time, businesses uh, can have this unique ability to define themselves, their audience, and their content strategy. And they can grab on the market like that right now. Why? And it's the best, the best time to open a business and to develop the business. You know why? Why? Because, first of all, no one does that right now i mean not like no one but very few people do that and secondly um you can grab people's attention if you are more specific to them so if you choose the specific audience okay you have more chances to grab their attention uh than the large brands do like for example uh, if someone is working on I don't know, weight loss programs, right? I had a case when it wasn't my pro- project. I didn't work on it, but it, there was a girl who was working on weight loss, loss for uh, accountants. You can't imagine how, it, how it's impossible to get into the weight loss business right now. It's almost impossible unless you have this millions and millions of dollars. Well, guess what? Just by, de- by defining the audience, I mean, not for everyone, but for accountants, for someone specific that is relative to you. And it has to have this connection. You need to have that connection with your audience. So she became 
extremely successful in a very short period of time. So the main idea when you start the business nowadays is to define who you want to work with and have the courage and the ability to say no to specific audience you do not want to work with. But that's exactly what many businesses are tr struggle doing, you know. It's very you difficult. That? You hear that, ladies and gentlemen? School was in session. Look, look there's a couple things, and I, I want to kind of, Margo, help break you break these down for you because I, I know there's a, there's a lot going on there. First of all, when you were talking about being able to talk to these subgroups, to these niches, uh, one of the things that you uh, that you mentioned that you kind of that people I think miss oftentimes is the ability to distribute that message out to the masses, right? And and I think we kind of get held up sometimes because we think you know if you go in Facebook Ad Manager, you go in Google Ads, and all of a sudden you're like, well, well, great, I'm gonna send my ad to a million people, and all of a sudden it's like, well, you know, when you're when you're throwing out such a blanket audience message, it doesn't have such a good conversion rate there's not really anybody connecting with you you're talking to so many people that literally you end up talking to nobody but what you described was really niching down in almost two separate spaces like do i really want to hear about general ledgers and you know profit and loss statements probably not but i also work out and i also you know keep myself in shape and there are other people in my space in that accounting space or in that real estate space that also tend to do the same physical routines that i do and that's where my connection comes in you're talking about creating and establishing a brand that people know like and trust does that sound about right yeah, absolutely. If you are working uh, nowadays, uh, if you're working on building your business on your personal brand, or you're somehow the face of your company, right? You should know that there are two news for you. The good news is that you don't need to choose the audience. It's already there. You already have your specific audience. You just need to have it defined. The bad news is you can't choose your audience. It's already there. You just need to have it defined. So when there, there are so many people who are just not in their niche and they're in a group of people, right? They chose the audience wrong. And they're in a group of people who actually don't get this connection. They, they feel totally distracted by whatever it is. But at the same time, there's another room, the next door, where they can enter and they are welcomed. They're actually people who are open to have their lives changed by that specific person. And what buffles me actually nowadays is that people choose to be in the room where there are many, many people who hate them and not make any money rather than get into the smaller room where they can, uh, you know, make a lot of money and who love them and where they can actually make an impact and make that connection with those people. So this is exactly what I'm trying to explain to my clients, whether it's Fortune 500 company or just a small startup, prospective startup, Silicon Valley or whatever. Uh, what I do with my clients is I define their uh, customer avatar, their specific audience, by defining them first. Mm, Who you me, are. I'm your huckleberry. Yeah, tell me more about that. Because, you know, oftentimes <clears throat> I, I get into that situation a lot where uh, you're trying to define that particular niche, 
right? And you think you have an idea of what that is, but what you said was, oh, look in the mirror. Did I did I get you right? Kind of you yeah. know, find out those attributes in the mirror. Tell me more about that. Yeah, absolutely. You should look in a mirror, and it's not easy an easy thing to do because we need to uh, we need to clearly have someone help us define who we are and not just what we like to do but what kind of person we are I mean do we I love to start with Einstein's question it's very simple the most important question that Einstein uh, said that we can ask ourselves is whether we're living in a friendly or a hostile universe start with that is universe a friendly place for you or are you struggling all the time because this will define whether you're building something like you know creating your type of like steve jobs type of guy who doesn't care about the money and you're all about creativity and you attract this kind of creative people you know or you are like you know struggling and you kind of grand cardon type of guy for example who is like everyday 10x baby and all the stuff but you need to choose one yeah, and let's hover it's there for a second easy. let's hover there for a second because you know it, it sounds really cool when we mention names like you know you just got a 10x like grand cardon or you just gotta you know get, get in the right mindset like tony robbins or you know boss of the wall like gary v but when I feel like when we, you bring it down to, you know, the, the Joe Schmo, the regular guy who has a small business, probably all by himself, when he sits down to like actually create that a customer avatar and when you're trying to decide between one or the other, it's like all of a sudden he's, he has no clue. He's like completely lost. So uh, how do we how do we decide on one or the other? And can we change it if we mess up? Well, um we can change actually we need to define it about ourselves first not about our customer avatar and with us we always know whether it's a struggling universe with us we, we are what is is life a struggle for us it's not a bad thing for me it is for example uh otherwise i would be sitting right now and in, in, in ta talking you know totally different things with you and probably we wouldn't even get connected because we're on the same vibe and i've been listening to the podcast and i wanted to get there right there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts i don't want to get in because there's no vibe so um it's not a bad thing. I, I, I just want to explain to people that it, whether you're aggressive or not aggressive, uh, you need to have, you know, have someone help you define that if you can't do that on your own. Ask your uh, relatives, ask your friends, uh, go to, a, I don't know, therapist and you need to answer that question if you are in the business, if you want to do this right. Because if you, if you don't define yourself and you keep changing messages with your audience trying to fake who you are or try to choose the wrong audience for your vibe then in this case your audience will not feel connected to you and you need to know that i mean not fully connected that of course doesn't mean uh giving up on uh, another side there are some people who will feel the vibe with, with you but you cannot build the business on them that's the different thing, right? So it doesn't mean when I'm talking about um, saying no to a specific audience, that doesn't, that doesn't mean like they will never become your clients, but you will not build your, you know, uh, fundamental thing on, on, on that, right? On that audience. So uh, 
you need to define that on your own. Read books, ask yourself questions, look back at your life and find out when were you mostly productive? This is the first question that I ask. Whether when something bad happened and you needed to defend yourself, defend your family, defend your business, and that's where you evolved, or when it was all calm, you know, calm seas, blue skies, and all the stuff, and then your creative juices, your creative vibes, you know, just came out. For me, it's a struggle always, because when everything is good in my life, I don't want to change a thing. I've been writing a book for the past two years because I've been happy. <laughs> happy. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to point out a contradiction here. Uh, I mean, you seem very happy and you've been writing a lot of copy and we're talking about being introspective and, and, and defining, you know, who we are. Uh, and you know, the, the white with right, uh, makes sense, uh, because of the last name, where does mean marketer come from? <laughs> well, actually, uh, that came from my little show that I did on Instagram because I was breaking stereotypes about marketing and about all the stuff. And I don't actually, I do believe that if you're in marketing business nowadays, you, you need to get in something new on the market. And there are lots of uh, old lessons that are wrong really wrong. I mean, if you will uh, look at the famous brands, I will not name them right now, but I passed courses. I paid almost $300,000 on the American market to pass all the famous courses. And I can tell you that 90% of the strategies do not work nowadays. You need to really, really focus your attention on different things. So what I did is I was breaking stereotypes and I was making this one minute shows where I would, you know, take the famous quote from some marketers and I would say that this is wrong because it doesn't work that way any, anymore. It worked like 10 years ago when there were very few companies compared to today. But today when you, you know, get, uh, I know, hundreds of competitors, of new competitors every single day coming on the market. That's totally different right now. So um, that's where Mean Marketer came from. And I'm I'm going to change it, but I feel like I'm like mean copywriter right now. So, you know? But okay, but but the stereotypes, they're, okay, in, in real social issues, right? When you use a stereotype in a social issue, it's not necessarily always a good thing, right? People get offended, people get upset. But in marketing and advertising, we need to utilize stereotypes because there is a truth to a lot of the stereotypes. That's why they exist, right? You may not like it. You may not, you know, be that particular stereotype, but there's a reason why certain people do certain things because they're culturally brought up that way. So if we're marketing our products and services, aren't stereotypes uh, our friend when it comes to marketing and advertising? Oh, well, it depends on those stereotypes because if you're, uh, unfortunately, when, when people are uh, teaching marketing nowadays, uh, they're teaching how to form a sales funnel and how to uh, create target marketing and advertising and all this stuff, which is important, of course, but they miss the, 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 the crucial stuff, which is your customer avatar, your prospect, whom you're talking to. They miss that and they just are, you know, 
teaching how to create the structure of the message or where to place the CTA and all the stuff, I do not agree with that. Or how long your email should be or how short your message should be. I mean, this is crazy. I, I, I'm sure that every one of us spend, you know, could spend half an hour reading or watching very, very interesting video. At the same time, we wouldn't even spare a couple of, I don't know, seconds on the message that was not even related to us. So I think that the way it's taught, it's, you know, it's not, it's not correct. And plus, you don't have an option. Like before mm-hmm. I went into the market uh, of copywriting, I ha- people had two options, basically. You could either outsource copywriting or learn copywriting by yourself. No one, and I, I mean it, no one taught entrepreneurs how to get involved in copywriting without having to write their own copy. Like defining their themselves, their customer avatar, their content strategy, and then outsourcing it to $15 an hour copywriter and get a million dollar copy. You can do that right now. I mean, if, if you follow the strategy and all the content DNA st- stuff, but before you had to write your own copy. Now I have a question to you, Hernan. How busy are you to write one blog for three hours a day? How... <laughs> You mean like hopping online live every day for 30 minutes? Like, I don't really have time to do that every single day. (laughs) You see, and that's exactly what uh, huge companies were offering to entrepreneurs, especially beginner entrepreneurs who need to get on the phone, actually call their prospects. I mean, get involved, get that $15 an hour copywriter on somewhere on Fiverr or Upwork, but do your thing, but do not... Get, take uh, give them full control over your copy now that is a mistake but don't write your own copy that's what all i'm saying because entrepreneurs have su- their time you know underestimated well, they well, don't let's, just- let's talk about that that exact thing right there so i i feel like what i'm hearing you say is we get caught up so often on you know the how am I putting this bookcase together? And I'm spending so much time on understanding what a screwdriver is and what type of L wrench I need and where it's going to go and what the angle of the shelf should be. I'm spending so much time other than the thing that I bought it for was to put a book on it. Right. And and I feel like that's what, that's what's going on. What you're describing in marketing is you're learning about creating a landing page and creating a, a, a particular funnel and using a button and putting the right copy. But what you fail is the four simple things that we need to do when it comes to marketing. It's I got to grab attention. I got to capture the information. I got to have a sales process that, that actually closes. And then I got to go back and be able to sell them some more stuff later on. Like if we can do those four things, mm-hmm. the technicality part of it, the actual writing of the copy, all that stuff, we can sub out those things if our core message and our core avatar is in place. Did I, did I hear you correctly? Absolutely, 100% true. And that's exactly what every business person should do. Because if your time is so invaluable that you're going to spend most of it writing your copy while most businesses need a lot of content at the very beginning, like websites, blog posts, and so on and so forth. If you're going to spend all your time on that, there are two things that are going to happen to you. First, you're going to burn out. Because if you're not a professional writer, that I can tell you that thing like writing, it burns people out. And they start questioning their business 
and as a whole thing because they're not getting feedback. I mean, content is a long-term investment and you should know that. Mm -hmm. It's a long time. It's like, like instantly you get something. What you get instantly is when you call, when you cold call, when you, I, I don't know, you do direct communication, but your content doesn't, you know, give you too much. So when you're doing that, you're wasting your time. Second, what is going to happen is it may not be good. I'm sorry, but there are very few good copywriters. But at the same It happens. It happens. And it doesn't mean you shouldn't go into business, even if you don't have any money, right? But uh, what you need to figure out is how to create the structure, right? And uh, you should never, ever outsource your dialogue with your prospect in a matter that i mean you should choose whom you're talking to and you should define yourself because that's not like that your copywriter will dream of it or somehow come come up with this uh idea the good news is you only need to do this once for your business and it can last for years and it only takes a weekend's work really seriously one weekend and that's it and probably the next five years, you're fine. See, but those are the important things that nobody wants to do. Like, they don't actually sit down. They're so used to going out and doing the busy work of their company that they don't sit down and do some of these small pieces that once put in place actually generate them a lot of revenue. I went to a, a, an advertising course today uh, and, and with uh, with Billy Jean, and he was he was literally saying, you know, the, the, the problem with most people is they skip these couple steps right here. They skip uh, you know, the, the lead capture step. They're not collecting information like they need to. They're just going from I grab attention to I make a sale and that is the extent of their marketing plan and oftentimes that make a sale isn't really go out and make a sale it's a uh, somebody sent me a referral and I think I'm a salesperson because when I got a referral I was able to close it it doesn't quite work that way yeah. Billy Jean I love that guy he actually says that uh, no one goes online to see you your mm -mm -mm ad <laughs> you know yeah, you can, there you go. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So uh, the point is, uh, he, he, I mean, w what you quoted right now is 100% true. And uh, people who just get confused at the very beginning. And as one of my mentors, Craig Lack, says, uh, you know, squirrel. <laughs> he does it better. Squirrel. So um, people just get too busy. They think they they need to do everything on their own and they miss the important stuff uh, that they actually need to do. So, um, Margo, what are a couple things so we can, we leave our audience with something practical and tactical. So if we can summarize it, if I'm a new entrepreneur getting started and I'm trying to grow my company, maybe I've had a company for a few years and I'm just not growing at the level I need to grow at, what are the couple things that I need to do, step one, step two, step three, to get myself in a position so that I can actually start generating some of these outside sales. Okay. Um, let me try this uh, this way. First of all, as I told you earlier, you need to define yourself. Then uh, you need to create uh, the image of a person who you never want to work with. And I'm serious, not who you want to work with, but who you never want to work with, even if they can afford your product right now. It's very interesting and no one does this, but this is an amazing exercise if you want to get to your customer avatar.
So after you create the person, the image of the person with all the qualities you never want to see among your clients, then your customer avatar starts shaping. You mirror that and figure out who you want to work with. Then you add your qualities and you ask yourself this question. Why would this person choose me over them? Over uh, and and them is the top 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 uh company in your industry okay so if we're talking about coaching business for example like lifestyle coaching and stuff like that then why they should choose you over tony robbins and then you go because i'm more relative in this aspect tony robbins is not this but i'm this so and that's how you define your audience and once again it's like one day's work and it's tops because you just need all the thinking you don't need to sit and write all the day and the third thing that you have to do is uh, I would say define their limits we always talk about our limits as entrepreneurs that everything is in our mindset and all this stuff but we forget that our prospects have limits too and sometimes we cross them uh, unconsciously and we don't realize why our offers are unrealistic or sound uh, or we sound too needy for example right like buy now do this now and etc cetera, etc cetera. your offer should be very realistic to your prospects and your prospects have their limits and you have to define them so these are a couple of things which are actually what i listed right now it's not like top 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 dif difficult work it, it will take a couple of hours and and good thinking right um and i i can actually guarantee the improvement of any business that does that hi mm. margo You've been uh, you've been great guests, especially for two in the morning. I'm really surprised how functional you are for being at 2 a.m. So thank you very much for coming on the show. Before we head out, can you let people know if they want to work with you, want to get more information about uh, every all the services that you offer? How can they get a hold of you? Uh, sure, they can actually connect on LinkedIn because I'm really active there and Instagram admin marketer. On LinkedIn, it's Marco White uh, and always add copywriting and that's how you will find me perfect all right ladies and gents you heard it here first hit up margo she's on the other side of the country so maybe give her a little flexibility if you're in the u.s in san diego like me on when she's gonna get back to you but i, I guarantee she will Margo, you've been amazing. And uh, again, this advertising and marketing, it's the lifeblood of your business, ladies and gentlemen. If you're not doing it, you're not, your business is not going to grow. You're going to get stagnant. You're going to be over it. You're going to be done with all the minutia stuff in your business. But if those customers keep coming in, if you're flooding your inbox with leads, that's where business is at. And of course, I lost my video at the very end. It's cool. I got another one. Here we are. Let me uh, move that over here and remove that other one. Ham, remove me real quick. There we go. That's what happens when I and I forgot to plug in my laptop, ladies and gents. Hey, that's a live show. That's how we roll. All right. Uh, we'll see you guys all again. Manana. Uh, I got to find all my stuff on this computer. Margo, thank you very much again for being thank on the you. show. Peace thank out, y'all. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. 
If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.